Happy Friday, September 4th, as we head into Labor Day weekend of 2020. These are the three things I learned in SaaS, sports, tech, and live events. Number one, the sins of the past. In the ticketing and live events industry, we've seen our share of high-profile flameouts, and many more are occurring now during the pandemic. And look, we're all gonna pay for the sins of the others in front of us. It's always been that way, but it's best for us to plan for it instead of arguing about it. The startup going under and leaving liabilities makes teams and companies more trigger shy to working with smaller firms. While big company decisions reflect on the industry as a whole and arguing these narratives is a waste of time. You know, we had a lot of really big challenges when we started this business. Uh, and one of the biggest was the sins of the companies in front of us. Two in particular made our lives pretty difficult. One, the thousands of times resellers uh, tried to mask what they were doing when working with teams and leagues, which made nearly everyone assume that our, inten our intentions were exactly that, just to be brokers. That made it difficult for us. And two, uh, new tech makes huge promises and never delivers, especially the big ones. So all the vendors who went into companies in front of us, whether that's CRM or MarTech or ERP, they all missed implementation forecasts and budgets by a mile. And we could have complained about those things, and we did, to be honest, quite a bit. But then we realized that those beliefs were hindering anyone else too, who was trying to enter our market. And we could use these things as a massive competitive advantage and create sticky business, especially if we started to hit those, hit those implementations guidelines and hit those budgets. So companies in sports and live events, you know, they're doing some pretty crappy things to their customers, employees right now. That's an opportunity, not a hindrance. So that's number one. Number two, Giving equity in partnerships is becoming the norm in sports, and it's pretty common in tech as well. You know, there's a lot of companies out there that are reliant upon other vendors to do what they're going to do. And if you're going to be one of those businesses, you better set aside some equity in the cap table when this begins, because these incumbents, they're no longer in a situation where they want to make kings and queens out of people without getting something in return. In exchange, however, you need to make sure you're standing firm on your measurable deliverables, because too many people are too excited to get a deal done that they end up agreeing th to things that end up ruining their business down the road. We see it all the time on Shark Tank when they're talking about Mr. Wonderful's licensing deals. You know, time flies, but not long ago, we were starting to form partnerships with major companies and incumbents in the enterprise tech and sports tech space. You guys would know all of the names. You know, often we're met with boilerplate partnership deals, right? Don't sign those. You see, these are sins of the past. That comes from earlier. There's a give and take, and there always is going to be, but too often other companies are a little bit reckless in their partnerships. And what that does is that misleads incumbents into unrealistic expectations. I'll give you an example personally. You know, we had drinks with a major partner back in 2012, somebody that we couldn't come to an agreement with for years. And it made us feel like maybe what we were doing was wrong or this was going to hurt us, but we held on to our principles, and even when we weren't sure because the deals just didn't pass a smell test for us. And they gave us these three companies as examples of you should be like them. Today, all three of those businesses are bankrupt. We've got some wonderful partnerships, including that one, and everybody's winning. So make sure when you're going to those partnerships to stay patient, to make sure you stick to your principles and that you have a give and take on both sides. That's number two. And number three, it goes back to a three things from last year where impulse control is a superpower. I can't repeat that enough. Please control impulse, but nine out of 10 salespeople, probably more, are super hasty, really impulsive, and very impatient. A lot of times this isn't their fault. It's the incentive plans that are set up for them. You know, leave those pitches at the door. Go in and meet people and believe in what you're selling. Sell the best product and take time. This week we signed a customer who's a Fortune 500 company that we met with in their offices in the wintertime four years ago and the deal just got done. 
you know, when we started our company in 2007, we tried to make our landing as soft as possible as we were coming over from StubHub. So we had some relationships that we thought were going to come with us. And some did, but most different, most didn't, right? You know, we were young reps at the time and we were much more easily replaced than we believed. You know, there were two customers, however, who kept us alive during the financial crash of 2008. And what's interesting about those two customers is neither one of them had done any business with me going into that, going into that uh, breakdown. And when we started the new firm, they chose us because of how respectful they I remember both phone calls. You know, hey, I see that you change horses. You've always been very calm and patient with us. You never pressured us or anything else. And those two customers, Waste Management and Centerpoint Energy, you know, they were more than half of our revenue through 2008 and the early part of 2009. They literally saved our business. Set up your staff to be different from the rest. Set up your staff to actually be able to look at the long term, that their incentive plans aren't based on the short term, that they're not hammering people with multiple phone calls and then leaving. And trust me on this, if you play the long game, you really will stand out from the rest and people will take your calls. That's it for this week. Have a great long holiday weekend and we'll talk next week on The Three Things.